This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. It is so good to be with you this afternoon. It's so good to be with my brothers here in the studio. And, of course, we have to pick on those who aren't here, like Sam, who, you know, picked the topic tonight, and then he's not. Oh, you are there on the phone, though, at least, right, Sam? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, at least I'm on the phone, unlike other people sometimes. So we can talk about him, though, right? Well, it's kind of, it's the, the topic Tonight is kind of a continuation like many of our shows are. <laughs> you might remember last week, I got nothing. <laughs> but Jesus, well, you know, that kind of led to the topic we have today, which is changing the ending. But that all started when um, Sam got this clip from a Christian guy that he tried to remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real real unusual author. Not many people have heard of C.S. Lewis. Not, not a clip. It was a... It was a, it was, what would you say, a quote? A quote, yeah. Yep. So Andy, hit us with it. Yeah, quote. I wanted to take credit for it. Jimmy messed that up. You <laughs> gave it to C.S. Lewis. I wanted to take credit. <laughs> so uh, the quote is, you can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. Right. So today's topic is changing the ending. And so interestingly, I knew of a movie as we were you know, putting this together where actually there was a situation in this particular movie where they did change the beginning. And in fact, the movie's called What If? And so the idea is what if God intervened in something that you didn't let start right and he went back in and changed everything. And such was the case for Kevin Sorbo in this particular movie, What If? He was an investment banker and it was really cool. I just want to highlight a few things you'll hear in this <laughs> clip because you... It's actually the trailer for the movie, and I don't want you to miss what's going on, is that, you know, he's got it made, he's got the Mercedes and all this stuff, but he made a promise to a girl that he was going to stay in the Bible and he was going to do this kind of stuff, you know, back when he went off to college. Well, he forgot all that, and he went a different direction. Now, God is going to bring him back to show him what his life would have looked by if, and he does that with, you know, Cliff, the guy from cheers you know with Cleveland yep. yeah and which when I interviewed him when he was doing this movie <laughs> one of my favorite things was he said you know as soon as I read the script and I thought I got to hit Kevin Sorbo as was me all the way <laughs> and so when you hear him say when you hear Cliff say now count backwards from five or whatever he said and he goes no okay I'm going to do this the hard way well, what you hear there is Cliff hitting Kevin Sorbo knocks him out <laughs> he goes back in time and he wakes up on the floor and he's married and, and not only that, he's got two children that, you know, he's not aware of, and he's married to this old girlfriend, and oh, guess what? You're pastor of this church, and this is Sunday morning. <laughs> and so the next little clip, you will hear him giving a sermon about making money and having fun. It's just classic stuff, absolutely hilarious. But, you know, one of the cool things about the twist of this movie, well, I'll play the clip, and then we'll talk about it. <laughs> if I can get the computer to work. You're not Julius Caesar, okay? No, I'm not. 
He didn't think big enough. What if you had the perfect life? Mercedes-Benz SL65. Will you marry me? Of course, Penny Bear. What if God... Came today some kind of missionary letter? Wendy. Who is she? Old girlfriend. We almost got married. You still talk to her? I make a point of never going back. Had other plans. What's going on? No, 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 no. Kid, me, it's a brand new car. Who are you? I'm an angel sent here to help you straighten out your life. Uh, okay. Close your eyes. Count backwards from 100. Uh, no. Fine. All right. Well, have it your way. <laughs> Mommy, Daddy's crawling on the floor. Dad, Dad, no, I, I, I'm not anybody's dad. A divine intervention. What is this? What's Wendy doing here? Why does everyone act like they know me? Gives him a second chance. Reverend, I'm ready for you now. Reverend. Reverend. You know, I, um, try to make more money. So you can buy things, and then you'll be happy. It's called the great what if. What if? See, every now and then he chooses someone to re-examine their life. Daddy paid the most popular guy in Clearville $80 to stay away from me. This is the worst thing that's ever happened to me, and it's all because of you. I, I can't be the Ben that they think I am. I'm not your husband, and I'm not their father. I knew I was adopted. <laughs> when you walked away, you broke two hearts. Wendy's and his. Now he's given you another chance. Thank you for letting me make things right, even though I don't deserve it all. I want to be yours from now on. Kevin Sorbo, Christy Swanson, John Ratzenberger, and Debbie Ryan. Thanks, Daddy. You're welcome. From producer Jerry Jenkins, author of the Left Behind series. I spent years thinking that I was happy, but I didn't know what happy meant. What if? You know, you're pretty tough for an angel. Where do you rank? Did they send me someone important? <laughs> the fact that I'm sitting here babysitting you should tell you where I rank. <laughs> it, it is uh, hilarious. Did he get but, his wings? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think he had a beer in his hand. Right? <laughs> it is absolutely a great movie if you can find it anywhere. It's called What If? But there, there's a couple lines in there that are just marvelous to me where he says, I didn't even know I wasn't happy. And, you know, as somebody who came to Christ later in life, like mm -hmm. Kevin Sorbo does in this particular movie, and I was, you know, ran car dealerships, and mm -hmm. I had nice cars, and I was not too dissimilar from that situation, but I didn't realize that I wasn't happy. And the way this movie plays out, is he finds out he loves all these people. He loves his family. He loves being a pastor. He starts studying the Bible. He start, It all starts working out. And then guess what? He gets hit again, and he goes back to being the boyfriend of this bimbo. And <laughs> but earning lots of money. Banker. And so he's like, oh, I got to get, you know, I got to get the life that I was. And so he's kind of put in the position of what we're talking about in today's show of I need to change the ending even though I can't mm -hmm. go back and change the beginning. So now he's got to go back and find right. this woman that he dumped years ago and try to get her to trust him again. And, and, it, and I won't ruin the ending of the movie for you, but it's an absolutely beautiful thing is he has a chance to really go after what it was God had originally had for him in the adventure of being able to do that together with God. And so, you know, Sam, that's kind of where your heart is with this, right? Well, it is. When I read it, you know, I thought about, you know, some things in my life that I'm not necessarily ecstatic with <laughs> on where I'm at, you know, and some of that's 
personal. You know, uh, some of the places I'm at are really, really good. But, you know, what do I do with those places where I don't really like where I'm at? You know, do I do anything with them? Do I, do I try to make changes that get me to a changed outcome down the road? You know, or do I just stay and do I wallow in whatever that situation is? And so it was a very good quote for me to see at a time, you know, where uh, we as a community are reading a book that's causing some introspective for us and just have been a very introspective, you know, probably last couple months. And this was just another piece of that puzzle. All right. So could you, you set up your Frodo and Gandalf clip for us, Sam? Yeah, it's uh, what's going on. It's in the first movie of the series of the trilogy. And they find themselves, you know, kind of stuck in this mine in Moria. And Frodo looks behind him and he sees Gollum, who is, quote-unquote, the bad guy in the movie, one of the bad guys, the, uh, the untrusted, the guy that killed his best friend. And, uh, you know, no one really trusts him because all he cares about is this ring. And so Frodo comes over to Gandalf and he's starting to say, hey, I saw Gollum down there. I wished Bilbo would have killed him when he had a chance. And it sparks this whole conversation of there's more probably going on here than what you see. There we go. There's something down there. It's Gollum. Gollum. He's been following us for three days. He escaped the dungeons of Baradur. Escaped. encouraging thought, Sam. You know, it is. You know, I really like so much about that clip that one of the things that, you know, all we can do is decide what to do with the time we have left. You know, and I, where am I going to go invest that time? What am I going to invest it in? You know, and am I going to realize there's probably more going on here 
then I realized, you know, God's doing some things that uh, I can't see or understand, you know, and, and I'm going to, what am I going to do with that? I'm, you know, am I going to turn into him and, and let him love me through that and let him, let him walk me through that, really? And he will. And one of the things that when you were talking about, I mean, I've been sort of a Christian all my life, been going to church all my life, but one of the things that made a huge difference is when I decided I wasn't in control. I had to look at, you know, I don't know everything. God does, and he does know what's going on. So he's going to put us in the best possible positions. Oh, we have so much more coming your way. (laughs) And changing the ending today on Masculine Journey. Of course, we have a boot camp coming up in the fall and the spring. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Sign up. No excuses. If you can't make the fall one, go to the spring. We'll be there. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way, you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. What God does at Masculine Journey Radio Boot Camp. When I first got here, I was kind of closed off. Didn't really want to talk to anybody because I thought it was stupid. I didn't believe. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like each person who spoke kind of chipped away at this feeling I was having and chipped away at this mask I was hiding behind. I've never heard anybody speak about God and Jesus and the way we're supposed to feel like you guys have this weekend. Coming November 7th through the 10th, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org and register today. Seems you can never get too far Someone's waiting to put wings Upon your blindless heart You're on the verge of a miracle that is Rich Mullins, and he's all, he's been one of my favorites and actually brought my family together in a certain way and enjoying the same music, which was his, and singing together when they were teenagers, and that's a real trick. But that, you're on a verge of a miracle, and the words right before that is, someone is waiting to put wings on your flightless heart. You're in a position where you can feel hopeless, and you know. Think, I don't know anybody whose life worked out the way they planned. Mm. <laughs> Either you guys have that experience, mm. but when you give the plan up and take what God gives you on a daily basis, and just live in the moment and respond to His voice in your life. Or, if you aren't hearing from him, you respond to what you know of his word. Then, you know, you're going to get the wings. But, Andy, sometimes you just want to take the bull by the horn. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, definitely. That's what I did for quite a bit of time. You, you You hear me on here a lot talking about the way it was before and the way it is now. You know, I'm like Jim. I I was 
walk with Christ for a long time, but it was different pockets and different very um, different levels that I, I went. But there was some until I really got into the masculine journey, got deeper into really what it was saying and the whole thing about you know just it, the story of it and and how God is pursuing us and it's it's more about our hearts. But I was always trying to make that perfect life. You know, you saw. You know, you see on TV what the expectation is, and I just never felt like I would measure up, and then I would get frustrated. You know, I wasn't reading my Bible enough. I wasn't praying enough. I wasn't loving my wife enough. I wasn't spending enough time with my child, all these measurements. And, and you know, I would get this idea that I was going to make it all better in a week. And, uh, you know, I said I, after about two weeks, I would fail earlier to the guys, and they kind of laughed. And they said, oh, you made it that far. And then I looked, thought back, and I was like, no, it's just about two hours, actually. <laughs> so, But I, I think there is where there's a certain amount of thought that you can just take, pull yourselves up by your bootstraps. And, and, and always it was always spiritually focused. I always thought I was had included um, God in it. But I think there was a certain amount of effort. It was... Um, you know, it's, it's not by power or by might, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. And a lot of times it was my power and my might that I was trying to get there. But there's a lot of peace that I've gained in the last few years to where, you know, I still, you know, there's still times that struggle, but I catch myself so much more of just saying, okay, let me lean into him here instead of just trying to try to make things better and figure things out and take control and it's it's a lot more peaceful. I'm I don't have it down, but I can tell you, whenever you walk into more of this in truth on a consistent basis, you don't fall into those traps quite as much. You get tired. You re, you remember back to those times when you went that path and it didn't work. So you kind of learn. You know, after you stub your toe enough, you've quit. You know, kicking the wall. You know. Yeah, and I personally love what Harold brought last week about I got nothing. Mm-hmm. And when I thought about this topic, I thought about my many, you know, Jesus labor love. I help out single moms yep. and widows. And, you know, I'll get a call from somebody who's got an 85 Buick LeSabre and the transmission's gone and the engine's, you know, mm-hmm. using antifreeze. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> but, you know, and believe me, as I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, I got nothing. You know, I, we don't have the resources to, to do this, whatever. But God has initiated me into this is the time to lean in, and this is the time to pray. And usually, in fact, actually always, I ask the applicant, is right if I pray with you? And I begin to pray. And so often they're very, very anxious. But interestingly, almost always during the prayer, God gives me some idea of something that might be a little bit helpful, if nothing. But like you were saying, Sam, if not just to defer this to see what our real need is. Yeah, you know, I think that a lot of times we think we know what our need is, and only later, after we go through things that, A, we didn't want to go through, or B, never thought we would go through, that you realize what your real need was, and God was trying to meet it. You know, God was meeting it, rather. You know, he was just taking you the route to get there. You know, I think that for every one of us on this topic of control, you know, I think it's a balancing act. You know, I think we're all capable of grabbing control and trying to run ahead of God. But I also think that there's opportunities that we can just fall back and say, okay, God, it's all in your hand. Yeah. And and he may not 
really care as much where the destination is as he is that, that we're doing it together. You know, and, and so I think it's a shared ownership from the standpoint of yes, I gotta I gotta trust in God, but I also gotta you know get get my backside off the couch and go do something. Yeah, and to that point too, I think that was that was the other extreme that I did get into too. Was like, like after I would fail all these times, I'm like, well, shoot, why bother? You know, I'm just gonna fail again. Why why bother? So. You know, you don't want to stay in that place either. To Sam's point, it's, there's a balance of, it, and really, it is. It's just a, it's a learning of uh, that it truly is a partnership. God has His part. I have my part, and then they need to be equally balanced, and you know, not out of out of kilter. Just continually trusting in Him. Sometimes the greatest gift He can give us is when we're trying to do it on our own and fall flat on our face. Mm-hmm. Because that's when we do turn to him, and that's when we can learn how to do the walk with him rather than, you know, you're my plan B. And and that's what I have come across so many times, that that experience of the sweetness of him bringing him into these situations is like, man, that's the gift in and of itself is that, wow, I I I got to do that, but... Speaking of I Got Nothing, that sets up your private Ryan <laughs> clip that you wanted to want to speak to. This uh, clip, I'm sure just about everybody's seen the movie. This is at the beginning and end of the movie. This conversation Saving is with private his wife Ryan. of Saving yeah. Private Ryan. And just listen to the dialogue. This is Private Ryan long after the war. My family is with me today. They wanted to come with me. To be honest with you, I I wasn't sure how I'd feel coming back here. Every day, I think about what you said to me that day on the bridge. I've tried to live my life the best I could. I hope that was enough. I hope that at least in your eyes, I've earned what all of you have done for me. James. Captain John H. Miller. Tell me I've led a good life. What? Tell me I'm a good man. You are. And that is the most dangerous question you can ask your wife (laughs) but that's the most honest answer you're going to get one of the things that happened in that movie is you know everybody's seen it if not spoiler alert but a squad of men died so that he could live and he has been living his life in that knowledge that others died so he could live directly and are you living your life in that same frame of mind because someone did die so that you could live. His name is Jesus. And that, to me, is the most powerful message in that movie. I get teary every time I hear that because I see Christ in that. And, and Sam, actually, you selected that clip. What your thoughts? Yeah, I think you know, part of it was, you know, Robbie, this, uh, this week was Memorial Day, this past week. You know, and there were a lot of others that, that also 
gave up their life that we could have the life that we have today. You know, and that continues. And, you know, what do I do with that life? You know, do I live that life in a manner that that uh, honors those people? Obviously, you know, I want to live the life that Christ wants me to live. But And if I do that, I'm going to honor those people that, that thought that I could have the life that I have today. You know, and I think that a part of it is just the mindset of, you know, where I am today and where do I want to be in the future as far as not necessarily financial goals or things like that, but just, you know, in my walk with Christ, in my relationship with family and friends, you know, where do I want to, you know, how do I want to move towards that deeper intimacy? And I, I know for me, what's helpful, and I I guess I should have thought of it a long time ago, but, you know, in our daily prayer that, that we have there at the website and we talk about a lot, you know, there's a section there where, you know, I receive your hope, I receive your joy, I receive, you know, these things from Christ, and you're actually doing that in prayer. And, and James Banks, who does encouraging prayer with me, one time says, well, you know, it's okay to ask God for more faith, and it's okay to ask for more hope. And and actually, it's part of my prayer life every day. I I say because I, I I can see that I'm straining right there with hope, because if you put hope in the situation, then you know you begin to look up and other things come. And so I ask every single day for more faith, for more hope, for more joy. And He gives it to you. He does. In the book we're working on right now, the chapter we're in is compromise, and that's something I've been a pro at all my life. And one of the things that really hit me was the thought that finding the narrow road, that I mean, you need to find Christ, but that's actually for Christians, that that walk needs to be with Jesus, and that's what makes it a narrow road. And many of us have proclaimed Jesus Christ as our Savior, and that's the first step that we absolutely have to have. But if we are not seeking to walk with him daily, then we're not going to change the long-term outcome other than getting into heaven smelling like smoke. (laughs) But if you're walking with him, you'll get the well done, my good and faithful servant. And it'll be so much more fun along the way. and It's a lot sweeter journey, even if you're down there with Gollum, and we all are at times. Thank you so much for listening today. You guys make this so much fun. We ask that you go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org and register for the next boot camp coming up November 7th through the 10th. Oh, I'd love to see you there. Thank you for listening.